So we're we're a Christian um, group of guys, and we're all followers of Christ. And I do want to talk a little bit about this. And I look up, and he's trying to put the camera on, and I go, "72." My strategy was totally different. I he scouted these areas, and I knew the terrain features I wanted to hunt. I think that I would rather use a scrape line because I imagine that there's more bucks hitting a scrape line because the line's longer. <laughs> <laughs> and actually lay eyes on the property first and then start you know, doing my e-scouting whenever I actually knew what it was that I was looking at. I think our deer at home have bigger ranges than we want to admit. Just I, because of the more pressure. I 100% agree. Brad it up, Kevy. Send us home, baby. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to episode number two of our partnership series here. Um, this week we are talking with Justin Martin from Rogue Bowstrings. Um, Rogue covers all of our target archery stuff and hunting bows um, for strings and stuff like that. They have a wide variety of colors, um, three different levels. So if you're in the need or you want to look into an aftermarket string, um, hit up Rogue Bowstrings. All the information is down in the bottom of the link of the podcast. You can also find them on Instagram and Facebook. All right, thanks. Let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of Born Again Bow Hunting Podcast. On today's episode, we have Justin Martin from Rogue. Um, we're continuing on our sponsorship um, partnership. Yep, our partnership series. Series, series. yes. Yeah. So this will be a good one. This should be a pretty good one. We got them in house, boys. <clears throat> <laughs> I figured it was easier than trying this old guy trying to figure out Zoom and all yeah. that stuff. I, it was gonna <laughs> be a mess. <laughs> Justin texts me like, "I don't have headphones." I'm like, "All right, well, <laughs> <laughs> my bad." <laughs> I'm like, "Well, uh, we'll figure it out." <laughs> Hoping you're. <laughs> How far do you live from us again? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait, where are you guys? Okay, I'll just come out yeah. there. <laughs> Make it easier. Seriously though, yeah. how far is that for you? It's not far. It's like <clears throat> 45 minutes, I think. From you my drove house. 45 oh. minutes to be with us, dude. I drive. So I drive, honored. I drive an hour to work. So. Get this guy yeah. an Arnie. Come yeah. on. Yeah. I tried. He's got to do. Uh, <laughs> we got some deal. We're good. <laughs> Which will actually lead into our icebreaker questions. Yes. Actually. Well, I answered that one. Well, uh, <laughs> that one. We anyway. want more details. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, we'll uh, start off with our icebreaker questions. First one is during hunting season or, you know, archery season, if mm. that's more obtainable for you. Mm. Um, he, hunt, he hunts too. Okay. <laughs> we'll get into it. Sorry. <laughs> what is your go-to drink? Water, coffee, energy drink? I mean, if we're actually at a tournament or something like that, I try to like Gatorade or water, you know, try to stay hydrated. But okay. I mean, any other time, if if I'm going for something, it's a deal. <laughs> so. Doing the do. The old Mountain Dew, son. Any any cert- that's my coffee. <laughs> any certain flavor? Uh, just regular. Good old, good old fashioned so, green. So actually, OG. what is the original flavor of Mountain Dew? I always assumed it was that. I know, just but what, what's it taste like? What's the original flavor? It, that's Explain good, that. That's a good question. <laughs> what's gasoline smell like? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where are you going with this, dude? <laughs> What Dude, but for real, about? think about that. It, like, so they make the cherry yeah. and they make like the different yeah. flavors. It's, What's the original it's flavor? It's not a flavor. It's, it's just original Mountain Dew. It's actually it's, a way of life. It's the nectar of the gods. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him. Just, <laughs> tell tastes, me. Tastes like heaven. <laughs> <laughs> There's no better feeling than when it's like 8 a.m. and you crack open a fresh dew. And you get weird looks and everything. Yeah. And it's like, yep. <laughs> but the way it tingles in the first thing in the morning, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's a, it's a There's so feeling. many things I want to say to that, but I'll let that one go. We'll get That's into great. it. Don't you worry. What's going on, Airman? There we go. Uh, That's right. You, you were, you were not in the mic. Yeah, I fixed you. <laughs> okay, so okay, question, number two. question number two is, 
What kind of trail cameras are you running this year that you like? See, I'm going to be a little weird compared to some of your guests. Um, I have like just cheapo trail cameras. Yeah. <laughs> so That's all right. He honestly, sits the, he sits in the woods and takes the pictures. And <laughs> no, like, like <laughs> I mean, he just sits there camo just. <laughs> 703 boys <laughs> let's, let's put it this way i get so particular about my trail cameras i just checked my camera that i put out on my main property in august so <laughs> that's you, a, you that's just checked it yeah he's letting her but, soak but like for, for me whenever it comes to hunting i'm way different because like i'm so year-round go 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 when it comes to tournament stuff that hunting like I keep it as fun as possible. Yeah, and wait no, next. I, I respect that. <laughs> like, I respect that. If, if, I, if I took it as serious as most people do, whenever it comes to hunting, I would like, it would turn into archery for me where yeah. I sometimes yeah. don't like yeah. it. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. I respect that. Yep. And then the final question is what kind of bow are you shooting? Uh, Martin. So for hunting, I have the their ADX7, and then for tournaments, it's the Legend. So. That's and something new that we haven't heard yet. Well, no. he's actually not part of the ownership of it. You might think he is. His <laughs> name is Martin. It just works out that way. But, <laughs> yes. That's why they signed him out. I was going to say. That's the only reason. <laughs> only reason. That's that's the only reason. definitely <laughs> not because of how I shoot or anything like that. It's well, boys, that's just, not true at all. It just makes sense, don't it? Just <laughs> sign him because of his last name. <laughs> I, think, I think he's related somehow. Let's just, just put him on there. Give him the family discount. <laughs> Hey, it's perfect. Hey, I support it. Whatever works, man. Yeah. <laughs> for real. Gotta, whatever you got to do to get your foot in the door, that's what matters. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> yep. For real. No, awesome. we're joking. Just, if you, you don't know Justin Martin, he's a great shot. He's honestly like very, he's very, very, very good. He's a professional archer. We like, probably should start off with that. Yeah. Like I don't think IBO, ASA, yeah. like always competing, always like either just at the shoot off or in the shoot off, like. He you, does like the foam deer, though. He prefers foam deer over targets. Yeah, 3D, oh, 3D guy. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit more entertaining that way. <laughs> Gives yeah, my brain something guys, to yeah. do. Dude, I'm <laughs> so. with you. I, I can't stand shooting inside. Oh, yeah. Which is what we're oh. doing, and you're yeah. going tomorrow to Indoor National. <laughs> we're tomorrow. leaving yep. Friday. Yeah. <laughs> so as as they're as we're all talking about how much we don't like indoors, we're all about to leave for a little. Yes. <laughs> we're, all, we're all about to get together again very soon. Uh, <laughs> Friday, actually. <laughs> and shoot five hours each day. Yes. For six, oh. 60 arrows in five hours. It oh. sounds like a great time. Yeah. At oh, least man. I'll have enough time in between ends to breathe, to breathe and regain strength. And, and try to figure out why you're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> That's four minutes of just like, why am I here? Oh, I'm, that thought's going to go through my mind multiple times. No, it's not that bad. I mean, we all enjoy it or we wouldn't do it, but it definitely... Yes. It's a weird sport because like we, yes. we love it and we think about it all the time, but then while we're there, it's like... <sighs> Is it's over yet. <laughs> you literally just think of the memories of it, and yeah. that's what brings you back. Right. <laughs> because yeah. when you're doing it, you're like, this is like so stressful. You put so much time, so much effort, and so much practice, and you're just stressing yourself out the entire time. And then when you're done, you're like, oh, that, was, that wasn't bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like whenever I hear people talk about like going elk hunting. It's like, mm. I get an elk. It's so much work. You know, I... I just hurt, and then yeah. it's like, as soon as I get done, I can't wait to go back. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's so miserable while it's happening, but I can't wait to go back. It's, it's yeah. pretty much about like that. <laughs> Good comparison, yeah. I yeah. agree. I would agree. So. Yeah, 100%. Well, I can get into the old questionnaire oh boy. for here Justin here. Um, so, yeah, like we said earlier, this is the second episode of our sponsorship series um, with Rogue Bowstrings. And, uh, Justin, we've introduced you, but why don't we tell the people, what is your job title at Rogue Bowstrings? So I think technically <laughs> my business, what my business card says is customer service manager okay. but i kind of do everything office related yeah like 
all the customer service stuff, warranty work, uh, deal with both specs. Mm-hmm. Um, I pretty much, if it's in the office, I pretty much handle it for yep. the most part. And yeah. then, uh, you know, have some people obviously helping answer the phones and stuff like that. But yeah, you just made me think about one thing, which is like every single year a new boat comes out. Yeah. And every single, there's like, <laughs> how many companies would you say are there are roughly? Oh, 10, 12? I'll, way too many way too many it feels like a million during when during that yeah sure (laughs) so you're you're just i'm sure like it's almost all year round besides like may to july or august you're just figuring out bow specs for these bow companies when matthews releases their bows Mm -hmm. i know that day it's always i think it's normally a tuesday it's normally that day it is i have to get the specs that day because people ordering strings yeah like i (laughs) i go i go to local shop that has matthews there's people there before ups shows up with the bows that they're gonna buy a bow yeah they don't even know what it is yet yep and they're buying it (laughs) so i have to get in there get the specs because by the time i get the specs in there i have orders sitting on my desk like i have people calling in that they're gonna order them so i have to be so like these companies don't send you the specs you have to get them yourself no and like a lot of them have their own string companies technically oh so they don't it's like hush hush yeah so they they want to sell their own and they they might even say like you know avoid your warranty if you buy aftermarket strings you know (laughs) so i would say that just to sell their own i would say it voids your warranty if you don't know what you're doing and you break your bow trying to replace the strings (laughs) that's probably where it voids the warranty right yeah like some guy just got a press he's like i'm gonna change the strings myself he blows blows up all the limbs that probably and and there are some some bow companies like i i can send them an email and they'll send me the prints yeah but some of them it's like I reach out and they tell me to kick rocks. <laughs> so, <laughs> really? so it's like, I got to get my hands on the bows and actually like measure them out yeah. or, you know, if somebody will let us take them to the shop, you know, we take them off and we'll build yeah. a set and make sure everything's right before yeah. customers sell. That's cool. Them, so. that's, yeah. that's cool. So that's a pretty big, I mean, job in the office though. Like every, you know, <coughs> new bows, but yeah, that's, that's cool. And, and then everybody releases well, at a different date too. That too. Yeah. So it's not like, well, and like in, a, in PSE this year, I, I think they released like, bows like four or five different times this yeah. year. Yes. Yeah. I got on it felt like every day I was getting on Facebook. It's like, oh great. I got another one I gotta get. <laughs> now we gotta go to the shop, pick up a PSE, <laughs> check the but, specs. Yeah. yeah. Well, Did they not, put the strings on their limbs still? The um, string specs? They don't have the string and cable lengths, but mm. I do have friends in places that ah. get me specs. <laughs> and then like Hoyt, um like you guys could pull up Hoyt's website right now and get the actual prints for the strings and cables. Gotcha. Oh, that's cool. They're actually pretty easy nice. when it comes to that. So gotcha. Kevin, what were you gonna ask? I was just gonna say, like, it's not just the top tier bows that you're hearing about too. Like, how many bows does Matthew release in a year? Mm-hmm. you know four or five maybe something yeah. like that sure like so, the image like the matthews image like that yeah bow. yeah it's he not it's not always the right. flagship yeah yeah yeah, yeah so, there's a lot of and like a lot of those like lower than the flagship ones they're they sell a lot more of them than you would think yeah. because like trust me i see how many because I, I put all the orders in so yeah. i see how many like we sell of each one it's like wow that boat took off more than i thought or sure. you know maybe we're not selling as many of that one as i thought so it's kind of a it's kind of cool to keep it like a yeah. tally in your head yeah that kind was of. when i started working in in the bowstring stuff it was kind of cool like oh wow that company is bigger than i thought sure <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah just because they're not you don't have a million dollar social media team doesn't mean they're not right. kicking butt with right. sales you know right interesting stuff and you know a lot of the work comes from the people in the shop like Mm -hmm. the shop owners and the people selling the bows yep that's where a lot of the heavy heavy hitting comes from not because you post on instagram twice a week yeah and like as far as retail sales it's very very low compared to like our dealer sales when it comes to strings sure it's it's all shop oriented so it's like 
definitely anybody in the industry always tries to push people to shops because it's like mm-hmm. that's the lifeblood of the industry. Yes. So. Yeah, yeah, we agree. That's a whole other podcast, to be honest. Right. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I just opened a can of worms. Maybe we'll close that one. <laughs> we'll go to the end of the podcast and see where we're at the time for that. Justin's, Justin now has to come back for another podcast. <laughs> yeah. okay. Hey, I'm down. I'm part down. two. Part two. But no, you're right. I mean, like, without the shops, you don't have yeah. anything. You Nobody don't have archery. has anything. Yeah. yeah. You don't have archery. No, and like, for new guys, too, who's going to, where are they going to go? to get their beginner bow set up that their right draw length and yeah. unless they have buddies that are into it you know they're not gonna have anywhere to go to get started so. yes right yeah. absolutely one of one of our new archery friends that we've gotten um his name's dylan but he went to a shop and they got him a bow mm-hmm. turned out it's nothing that he wanted but they were there for him to to get set up you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so sorry we have a cord issue but Anyways, um, and then also, if you call Rogue Bowstrings, there's a good. If Justin's not at a tournament, there's a good chance he's going to be one answering answering the phone for the most part. Yes. So if you want to hear his voice a little bit more after this podcast, <laughs> if, call, it's, if it's call that Rogue. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, and then um, just for the people listening, if they don't know where are you guys located, where's the shop located? Uh, so we're in Dover, Ohio, technically Winfield, but Dover address, which is like an hour and a half straight south of Cleveland. Yeah. So, which I. We'll get there, but I also know where you guys are you, at. You know, you know quite well. I do, yes, <laughs> I do. I used to work for Rogue Bowstrings, if yeah. you didn't know that. So, uh, the next thing... You got too good for us. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I'm an accountant, believe it or not. I, uh, I look at a computer all day. So. Well, at least you you know kept following that trend of building Bowstrings accountant yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the career path actually yeah. so maybe <laughs> no. i'll come into rogue and start talking to all the string makers like all right your next step will be <laughs> an accountant Not so. a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay and then the next question i have was <clears throat> with rogue they've got three or four levels of strings right now uh, so we have three okay you want to yeah. go over that really quickly for yeah people? so we have the r17s r19s and r21s um your r17s they're I don't want to say they're like a low end because they're not low end. No, they're, they're not. They're really comparable to like most string companies high end. Yeah. Um, but they're more of like our price point ones. Um, so we try to make them a little bit cheaper while still keeping that quality. Yeah. Um, I guess for everybody listening, if anybody's interested, I try to recommend, especially like newer bows, the newer Matthews, Hoyts, more aggressive bows to go to like the 19s or higher. Um, but the 17s will work on them. So, you know, just yes, lower warranty, stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the 19s and 21s, we get into some processes that we do that I can't speak about because they're yep. top secretive. That's what sets Rogue apart. Yep. <laughs> so, yep, yep, yep. Um, makes them super, super stable. Um, you know, both of them are going to be really solid strings. The 21s, you'll see a little bit of a speed increase compared to 19s. Mm-hmm. Um, and like a little less fuzzing stuff like that long term, just material differences. Yeah, so. material difference. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, you just said warranty. Go over that really quickly for the people. Yeah, seventeens uh, are six months against uh, serving separation, stretching, and peep rotation, mm-hmm. and then the nineteens and twenty ones are a year for the same stuff. Yeah, so gotcha. Which is which is a solid warranty. Well, I'd say mo- you know, like you think of a string, you don't necessarily think of a warranty. Yeah, when you well, think yeah. of string, uh, and I compare it to tires because I'll have people <laughs> call in. You know, they might get a set and take it elk hunting and they're dragging it through everything and yeah. you know shredding it, and then they call in is this covered it's kind of like tires you know if you wear it out they're not really going to cover it right, <laughs> so, right. Um, but you know as long as you're taking care of them and if something goes wrong we definitely want to hear about it like, and definitely yeah. it's also like a, if it's a you know manufacturer yeah defective yeah because we're all human you yeah. know something's well, things happen sometimes and both strings are all built by hand yes and they're 
materials that we don't have control over mm -hmm. that the whole industry uses. So if there's a bad batch of material and something sure. happens, we do want to know about it so we can fix it for you. <laughs> sure. Um, I've actually had customers call in and like basically scream at me immediately because yeah. something was wrong because they thought we weren't going to fix it. And then I'm like, like I'm fixing it for you. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Like you just have to tell me what's going on. Yeah, yeah. So. Do you hear the keyboard clicking? That's me putting your information right. in to get you a new set. So like, at, through the screaming, I got your name. Okay. So you ordered the, okay. But yeah, it's, no. it's interesting sometimes. Yeah, definitely uh, customer service. That will happen. Yeah. No matter how good you are, you will have an angry customer once in yeah, a while. That's oh, yeah. the fun part of my job. I love it. <laughs> It's a, what drags you back into work every yeah. day, isn't it? 90, 95% of people I talk to are yes, great. It's true. those other, yeah. that other group that yeah. is like, oh, makes me want to pull my hair out. But yeah. <laughs> and the guys that call and they just don't stop talking. Well, they but, just miss you. And well, they just want to talk I think to you, you probably saw a couple of those where I, did. I was like, I really want to talk to you, but I'm sorry. I'm stuck. <laughs> so. Yeah. I've seen uh Yeah. Anyways. We'll, we'll that um, okay. So the next question I had was uh, like, just with the strings, Maybe some people don't realize like there's more than just black strings mm -hmm. out there. What, from your perspective, what's been more like what a cool color combination that you see a lot of or that you wish you saw more of? A little bit of everything, yeah. honestly. The the biggest thing with colors, and I think you're probably going into this next. Mm -hmm. Like I think I know where this is going, but we have like every color you can think of. Yes. Um, so taste the rainbow, yes. right? <laughs> like you can make it as skittly as you want for can. the most part. <laughs> the twenty ones are the only ones where you like can't do like a two color twist or anything like that. Yes. Um, and no speckleds, just so we eliminate anything that could possibly go wrong with a bowstring. Yeah. Um, but the biggest thing that I always tell people when they're picking a color, it all comes down to personal preference. Whatever you want it to look like, um, we can do it. Um, but like if you want to do a darker colored string or and a lighter colored serving, don't do that. <laughs> so yeah. like yes. if you want like dark blue and flow green, for example, do flow green with royal blue serving. Don't do the opposite because that serving it's thin, and when it goes on, it's really tight, so that color underneath will bleed through. Actually bleeds through, kind of yeah. like paint. Almost. Yeah, it's like it's almost like a clear when that lighter color goes on, so it'll yes. it'll bleed through. So if you do like a darker color on top, general rule of thumb, if you do the darker color on top, you'll be you'll yeah. be in good shape. So yeah, hmm. yeah. yeah, that's cool. Because I I mean yeah, that's just because like you said, like there literally are endless options yeah. for colors. Oh, so, it's it's crazy, and they keep coming out with more. Yeah, like, we have is, more that like that look great but people don't even know about yet yeah. that we already have so which is cool so here's a here's a naive question for you and maybe you can't answer this and if you can't just obviously skip over <laughs> what like is it different dyes or what what causes i guess this is just my naive mm -hmm. self like how do you get different colored yeah. is it just material from your distributor or so they uh so bcy makes the color that like everybody uses or the color the <laughs> materials that basically everybody uses um so like 452x has a natural color and that's the undyed material yeah, it's, it's like, like a clear or like a it's like an eggshell white yeah, kind yeah, it's yeah. like an off-white um so to get the color they dye it i don't know exactly how it works because it just does change the diameters a little bit which mm. is weird like flow the flow colors are thicker than the mm. really some of the colors i don't know <laughs> i don't understand how all that works but um so they dye it um and like, yeah. So I, gotcha. I, I think they that answers it. it. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much, they just have their own process to die. Well, I was just curious. Like you said, they are coming out with new colors every day, and I was just curious, like how that process works. Yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I've never been like to their fa factory. I know gotcha. a lot of like string builders have, but I don't. 
gotcha. I don't know 100% gotcha. how that works. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool stuff. Yeah, and <clears throat> it interests me to like how they make the material. That's a very interesting. Like, mm-hmm. who figured that out? And you know, like, I've wondered that many. How times. many millions? <laughs> how many millions of feet of just one strand of string is just being pushed out a month right. or a year from BCY? Yeah, it's, it's insane. It's crazy because they're like the only manufacturer. Yes. I mean, there used to be Brownell, which I think they're open, but not really. I, I don't yeah. really know. And then there's one in like Japan or China, wherever gotcha. Majesty is. Okay, Majesty. Yeah. And then. Bloodline is a kind of a newer one that, that came I out was gonna too. Ask, it's bloodline. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like those ones are so small. Like basically, BCY almost has a monopoly. Yes, so. they do. Yeah, they're like the only ones anybody really uses. So. Yeah. And for maybe maybe for listeners or, or viewers that aren't really catching up, what we're talking about, BCY is the actual material of the yeah. strings. Yes. Yeah. So like every string is made with BCY material, and then people that like make custom strings, the process of building your string is different. Yeah. So like that's what separates the string companies. It's yes. I, I compare it to like a chocolate chip cookie recipe. Hmm. Everybody. Yeah. Loves chocolate chip cookies, but every chocolate chip cookie tastes different yep. because of different recipes and yeah. stuff. Yep. So it's yep. a good way to put it. Yeah. That's a good analogy. Yeah, I like. I, I want like some cookies. cookies yeah. <laughs> All we got is now some Arnie. Yeah, we're all hungry. <laughs> yeah, and actually, Justin brought cookies. They're um. <laughs> That'd have been a good a good little introduction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Strings are like cookies, everybody. Oh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, those were kind of that's kind of all the questions I have about Rogue. Do you get anybody here have any questions for Justin about the bow strings or from the hunting perspective? If you do, throw them at him because that was kind of my. No, I'm, I think you covered most of them. I, I really think that if anybody's listening to this that is a serious hunter or maybe somebody that wants to get into target archery, yeah. I would strongly recommend going with a custom string. You know, obviously, we're going to recommend Rogue. They're our boys. We love their strings. Yep. But, like, I highly recommend going to a custom string because, like, your tolerances are tighter. Your bow is going to feel faster. Your bow is going to feel tighter. It's You're not going to have that, like, I, want, I don't want to say, like, spongy back wall. Like, stock strings are a little bit, like. Justin can attest to this. If you shoot a, if you wear out a set of factory strings on a bow and you put a fresh set of custom strings on there, can you not feel the difference? Oh, you yeah. can 100%. Well, the performance difference. Yeah, and like most of, most of the factory strings are built in mass qualities. Yeah. And they're, yeah, they're shootable, but they're more made to hold the bow together. <laughs> so, yeah, like for you, real. Yeah, and you can most shoot Most of them. the time. Yeah, <laughs> right? most of the time. Not every time, but <laughs> no, they're like, they mostly hold the bow together and give you something to start with. Yeah. Um, but like... It's just, it's crazy. It, it blows my mind how much money people spend on a great target setup or something like yes. that. And then they just shoot the whatever strings, strings and yeah. they have no idea the performance that they're losing yep. and just the feel overall of the bow that they're losing so much feel and performance out of it. They don't even know. So, yeah. Well, you'll see that a lot of time on like a, a form. Somebody got, goes and buys this new bow. People recommend strings. They're like, well, why didn't this, you know, thousand dollar bow come with good strings? And they don't want to spend the extra X amount for a good string. But everybody's right. always like, you know, it makes a huge difference. Right. It does. It, it does. And, and until you buy a string, yeah. like Rogue was my first bow string that I didn't have as a factory. And like yeah. the factory string, peep twist within like six, eight months. I've had that one for over a year now and it's staying true. true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't. You shouldn't <laughs> have any problems with yeah. that. Right. Yeah. And, if, and if you do, we like I said, if you do, we want to we want to know about it so we can fix it because yeah. we don't want we don't want anybody running around that you know maybe got a, a bad string because I mean it happens. Like, it happens. like yeah. you guys said, we're human. It happens. Yeah. So if yeah. if somebody does get something that they're not happy with, we want to know about it so we can fix it. Right. And, you know, make it right. So. Right. That's yeah. that's been the biggest thing for me 
is the peep twist. Yeah. Just so annoying uh, when it, it's happening. Yeah. It's yeah. like you just don't want to shoot your bow. Seriously. You're just going like it's this so annoying. String. Yeah. And the rogues, they've been solid. Yeah. And it does. It feels so much better. I remember because it's just tighter. Yeah, yeah. Last year, it was either last year or two years ago, I got my first set of. First. I always shot stock strings. Mm-hmm. I just shot them out. Yeah. And then I got a set of rogues and it was like, oh. Man. Yeah. Big and difference. honestly, Big difference. honestly yeah. if you test it on like a, a, what's the word? Like a poundage. Sure, like a, yeah. a scale, a bow yeah. scale. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. If you test them, like honestly, you're you're gonna gain a couple pounds with a with a set of custom strings. Yeah, and like like Kevin was saying about you know spending. I mean, you just spent you know darn yeah. near a grand more. Uh, yeah, more. On, on a brand on new bow. Ain't no darn near. It is there, a it grand is, right now. Dude, I promise you, there is no fact or excuse me, there is no flagship bow. That's not going to cost yeah. you twelve, fifteen, sixteen. Right. What's what's another just little bit? Couple to hundred put bucks. A yeah. great set of strings well, on it. And especially it you better. get you get into like the crossbow world. These guys oh. with like the Ravens and the new Dude. ten points that are so expensive. And those strings, like they even say, like do not shoot these past X amount of shots. Yeah. Like you need to have these checked out every couple hundred shots. Yes. Like we we have we have shops that actually with a lot of these new crossbows they'll they'll order string like R twenty ones from us, put them on there right. Away way and they're yes. like dude these gained like 20 feet a second wow sure. because we charge the customers a little bit of an upcharge and they're super happy like mm-hmm. we don't see them for a long time right and, yeah yeah so. yeah and it's there's that's a whole nother podcast <laughs> right. yeah. but i love the people i don't love it but i you know people that just are new to the hunting world they'll leave their crop like those high poundage crossbows just cock 24 7 sometimes dude oh and <laughs> and then they, they they i heard a story from somebody that said they were sitting in the living room and all of a sudden they hear this bang <laughs> from their bedroom like what the heck was that and they go in their safe and their crossbows just in yeah. pieces and that happens <laughs> Yeah, get the can in there. <laughs> <laughs> it happens Where's, when they're not even cocked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It hasn't happened as much recently, but like a few years ago when Raven was more newer, mm-hmm. they, they had some cam issues um, and yeah. their strings were a little bit worse at the time as well. <laughs> yeah. And like we were getting phone calls like, yeah, um, like what you just said. I was just sitting in my living room and boom. And then, oh, Dude, my, my boat just blew my up. My boat just <laughs> exploded. Think about the pressure oh, that's on have you ever like taken your bow apart like when you take your string off and you take your limb of just a compound yeah. and you try yeah. your hardest to bend that well, sucker? You, Dude, you can't. Well, no and think about the crossbows like and on a lot of the newer like the Ravens or some of those other ones they they're making the cam track so thin to where the cables have to be made with less strands as well. Jeez. So yeah. they're they're pushing it as hard as they possibly can. Is that oh, yeah. just for speed purposes? I'm assuming so, but I mean it makes it hard for all string builders Show. because like there's <laughs> However many hundreds of pounds of pressure oh, yeah. dude, on, it's on each one. Thousands. It's, it's, I guarantee it. It's, it's thousands. Crazy. Crossbows scare me. Dude, they, the <laughs> newer, they are scary. The new ones that like flex into like six inches, it's like, dude, oh my I, god. I haven't I haven't talked to one dealer that like whenever somebody brings a raven in that they're excited to change the strings <laughs> yeah. that way. They're like, I like my fingers and yeah. I don't want to yeah, do this. For real. <laughs> like that's not it's a joking sketchy. matter. It's sketchy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll get off the crossbow. That's a, that's a different <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and then just to finish up the Rogue thing. But yeah, I worked for Rogue for almost a, two years, I think. Mm-hmm. year and a half, two years. Yeah, something like that. And um, 
this podcast, I had about every day I went to Justin's office and I sat in his chair behind him and we had about we podcasted <laughs> with ourselves about <laughs> forty minutes a day every day. We solved the world's problems. We did. <laughs> you know, our problems. <laughs> Not really actually. We just made fun of each other and the people, <laughs> the people that were there. But yes. <laughs> Sounds about great, right. <laughs> had a great time. That was uh, I miss it. So this was fun to get together. Not no, we're not ending it. I'm just saying. Yeah. I, well, I'm glad that you're breaking up with me. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a little. I'm a little sad. I'm sad that you brought me up here to do it. Yeah. But. Yeah. Publicly on yeah, camera. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. So yeah. one one thing that I want to one thing I want to talk about before we uh, venture off into like sorry yeah, sorry like circles the first time uh, before we, we before we jump into like your personal life and what you do. Why don't you tell tell the listeners where they can uh, find Rogue on Good either idea. social media or like, hey, we want to buy a string. Like, what's the process? Yeah. Um, so, I believe it's just Rogue Bowstrings on like Facebook, Instagram, and they they're doing a TikTok now. Yeah. I don't know anything about TikTok. Again, goes back to me being old. Um, but <laughs> um, so they're on all the all of the social medias. You know, you can get on the website. Uh, we are working on the website, so hopefully changes coming in the future but um the best way to get a hold of us if you want to order anything um the email and phone numbers on the website um basically call in or email me uh, my email is justin at roguebowstrings.com if anybody wants to feel so inclined or they can call into the <laughs> yeah. into the office it's 866-9-STRING basically okay easiest way Sweet. to remember well, that so <laughs> gotcha gotcha yeah so if anybody out there wants a new pair or excuse me a new string call up our friends at rogue seriously yeah they need to we all run them you know absolutely Chrome been, and I have them on our target bows i've been well obviously i've been with rogue since i worked for you guys but, but even before yeah even before yeah. no matter what you, you and i were with them before i, we, I, I had a set there. of rogues on my elite tour that was 2015 at least when did, when did they when did we open when so did rogue we open? started in 2017 okay um i think that i think technically opened in december 16 but like seven january yeah. 1st to 17 gotcha. was like so yeah so yeah you're probably right i probably had that bow for like a couple years and then i put those strings but before on you it. got rid of that bow but before i got rid of that you bow had some rogues on it. i had rogues on it yeah and that was a 2015 elite tour so yep, yep. rogue's been around for a while yep. um but yeah great strings great people I uh, can't go wrong. There are a lot of options out there, but if you ask us, that's we're going to Rogue. So mm-hmm. yeah, and we, if you ask any bowstring company, they're all going to tell you we're the best <laughs> because of yeah. how we do it. But yes, <laughs> I can absolutely. I can tell you we're always working on things and innovating yep. processes mm-hmm. that we do. Um, then, like I said, I can't get into that obviously because other companies will copy it and do yeah. it. But um, we, there's definitely a stability difference and you know yeah. difference and all that stuff. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. I know 100%. We, we stand by Rogue. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, ever since, you know, so I... Yeah, yeah. we appreciate your support. Yeah. Yep. Well, we so. we appreciate you guys. I mean, you guys have been, you know, working on getting bigger, more yeah. followers yeah. and stuff, and we appreciate you guys you know, sticking with us, and uh, yep. yeah, it's looking forward to the future. So. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we're excited. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Nobody's going anywhere. So. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're sticking. all sticking around. Yeah. So, except, yeah. except for us three going to Louisville this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. We may not come back, because <laughs> we just end it. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> it is we end it all. <laughs> it is indoors, so uh. we never know. <laughs> Anyways, to cap that, I do like. I personally don't mind five spot, but anyways, we'll move on. Surprisingly, for a three D guy, I I feel like five spot is like. I hate that the least, oddly enough. And and indoors, (laughs) 
I'm starting to become that way too. Yeah. Vegas is tough for me. That's a tough yeah. face for me. And like, it's weird because the five spot face is the hardest face to stay focused on. Yeah, oh, like, 100%. But then like, I go to indoor nationals my first year, like four years ago and clean it and make yes. the shoot off. And it's like, that but, was like your debut. Was that your debut as a pro? No. For a shoot off? Yeah, yeah, yeah that, was my, that was my first pro shoot off. Yeah, yes. that's what I thought. But like, that was my first time going there. And it's like, why was this was more arrows than Vegas. It should be harder, but yes. it was like, well, it's a mindset. Thing. I yeah. personally think it's a rhythm thing with five spot. If you can get yeah. a decent rhythm with five spot, you can just shut everything off and just boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. Vegas. I feel like there's more pressure on three arrows. There's too many colors. I have ADHD. I'm looking at the blue, <laughs> looking at the red. I'm looking at the, all the other colors, but I don't know. No, I think the color thing honestly is messes with me. If, if the nine wasn't yellow, mm-hmm. I think Vegas, you'd, it would shoot it 10 times better. Yeah. I personally do because sometimes you get like lost in that yellow sea of just. <laughs> is good, that why it is yellow? Good enough. Pink. It might no. be. See, no. like, like Maybe for, there's something behind it. Maybe. For the, for the pros anymore too, it's like even going to Lancaster, it's like you can't miss X's. No. I no. Mean, you can't miss. So like even going to Lancaster, that one used to be really laid back and it's like I can't miss very many or I'm not even going to make the top 64. Right. Yeah. Where yeah. like. With the five spot face, it's like, oh, you know, as long as I color in the lines here, you know, I make the yes. if I at least make the shoot off, you know, I have a chance. Yeah, tied for the lead. So this is this is my feeling on the Lancaster and the Vegas thing and the and the indoor nationals thing. With Vegas and indoor nationals, you have to hit tens basically. Mm-hmm. You have to hit that the X ring on a five spot and the ten ring on a Vegas face. Yeah, X's. X's don't matter. Yeah. So if you're just having an okay day and you can just keep it in the 10, mm-hmm. you're in good shape. Yeah. You go to Lancaster, the advantage of Lancaster is you can shoot a 9 mm-hmm. and still be in it. But you better be shooting X's. 10, 10 X's, no, excuse me, 20 X's to 1 9. Yep. Well, and like I've been yeah. the guy at Lancaster, not this year. This year is a different story, but mm-hmm. I've been the guy many times where I'm like, tied for, to make the top 64 mm-hmm. and i shot one nine the whole time well somebody else shot five nine so that means he has four more 11s than i have this yeah. he, he makes <laughs> and, the cut and, and he, he makes, makes it in and i'm out so it's, it's my yeah. x's right yeah so, <laughs> so yeah that's the good thing with like vegas and indoor nationals yes. because you know what you have to do going in yes. like even different like 3d for me you know you gotta mm-hmm. shoot as high of a score as you can yeah but like there it's like I know what I have to do to make it. Yes. And we just bored everybody that talking about. But listen, I want to get more target archers on the yeah. We can all watch paint dry together, okay? Perfect. Yeah. So I have a question on the five spot. So you got two up top, one in the middle, two at the bottom. Mm -hmm. Do you have to shoot them in the same order or is it No. Okay. You just have to have one arrow in each target, basically. Yeah. Okay. So there's no like left or right. Because isn't um, there one you have to shoot the same order? Lancaster. Lancaster. Yeah. Because of because of X's. Yeah. Yeah. And then they also they also make you like whoever drops the point first. It might be a tiebreaker. Yeah. You just you have to number your target in the order you're going to shoot it at Lancaster. And then you always have to shoot that way. Yeah. Because they they use that when you miss first as a tiebreaker. Yeah. And that's the only place they do that. Any anywhere else, as long as you have one arrow in each spot, they're like, yeah. So like, wasn't weren't you telling me a story about like some old guy? At easy. Yeah, I, I had, <laughs> this easy. isn't me, is it? <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say this. <laughs> easy. No, he was just he was a great guy. I forget his name. He was awesome. But I shot with him at state just recently, and he five had spot, five, five spot. spot, just the state indoor championship at Ohio Archers, and the, he just had one of those hiccups where I mean, this dude was not missing X's. I was like, he was keeping up with me, and all of a sudden, he just had like a you know target panic, a hiccup, just, target panic, just punched him right in the mouth, and he. 
had a like a dip bang, but he tried to correct it with some English, and he shot his arrow up into the wrong target, but he hit a four in the target that he was not aiming at. So if he was aiming dead center, he hit the top right target. So, but with five spot, you can do that. So he still won the tournament. He was in like the 65 plus senior class. He still won the tournament because he, when he misfired, he shot the wrong target. It still it was, counts. It was still on. It his was still a four. It was yes. still it was, on. It his, was on his target. His target. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> because it doesn't matter which one he was shooting at. It just, yeah. It as long as one. there's not an arrow so in it already. So there was a target that was missing an arrow in it. Yep. But it didn't matter. He still got. I should shoot five spots. If you miss that bad and get a next. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. I meant to do that. Yeah. I just got tired of aiming that one spot. Changed it up. Don't tell people. Yeah. I wouldn't say a word. So, yeah, there's just some, like, when you get into this target or just stuff, there's the littlest things that you have yeah. to know the details to to, um, to keep going. Field, like how you shoot. Oh, my gosh. Don't that don't, let's not even get into that. You know? <laughs> I thought that was your game, man. Yeah, but it would be a whole podcast oh, on okay. the rules. <laughs> okay, I got you. Whole podcast you get DQ'd if you don't shoot the right block, and it's just a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> if you shoot with the right people, you'll get, de- you know, they'll, t- they'll say zero. That could be the best thing that happens to you all day, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I actually, uh, if I had a little bit, uh, if I actually had a setup right now that was set up for that, I would probably shoot it a little bit more just for good practice. But you need to come shoot some field with me this year. Yeah, yeah this summer when you get bored. Yeah, I need some skinny arrows. Though is the problem. Um, look at your hat, and I'm going to uh, email Jason. Well, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anybody want? I'll give black, you Black Eagle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, um, Jason. What's up, Jason? Yeah. <laughs> He'll hook you up. Actually, Dan McCarthy too. So no, he's the man. I'm he telling the, you, they're Dan, both. The Dan's man's. the man. They're, they're <laughs> the man's. But yeah, that's. Uh, All right, shooting. let's let's get out of this rabbit <laughs> hole. <laughs> I'm shooting Black Eagle too. So thank you, Jason. Um, <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah. So rogue. We well, hold it. on, hold on. We really didn't really introduce Justin. I mean, I know we're halfway through the podcast, but like, did we even introduce him as like? <laughs> I said he was a pro archer yep, earlier. Exactly. So. We did. That's, that's all we did. That's all we said. Do you want to just I mean, be? What, what more is there to say? I mean, <laughs> before <laughs> we get into like your personal life of as a pro archer and like your hunting, you know. Mm. Why don't you just tell the people a little bit about yourself? So I think start with your social security. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what, what kind of stuff do you want to know? I guess <laughs> your name, age, where you grew up. Bank yeah, account. just just a little Are bit. You yeah, bank account information. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, obviously Justin Martin. I think we accomplished that one earlier. <laughs> um, I'm uh, thirty years old now so dude I, you're not that old I, I told you i'm old man no. <laughs> what are you talking about kevin, kevin feel bad kevin's the old man, man. he's over here saying he's old and well, i'm older than he is well Jeez. trust me the conversation me and zach were having the other day i felt like i need to come in here with a walker or something <laughs> but <laughs> what are we talking about i had dementia i'm 27 so. i think i think just the zoom and stuff oh like the that. zoom okay gotcha i was like well yeah. we talked a, we've talked a lot recently justin yeah you've caught me up on a lot so yeah, i didn't know what you're talking about but yeah um i've basically grown up not far from here, really. I mean, Loudonville, Ohio is where I grew up. I live in Kilbuck now, which is a cool name. So, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I guess I don't know what else to. That's. I mean, yeah. just just a small intro before yeah. we get yeah. into everything yeah. else. Yeah. Yep. You're married. Yeah, right? I'm married. Yep. Brandy, yep. my wife. So. And you guys shoot together. <laughs> yep. And she's she's also a pro. Yep. Um. So that's all. We shoot together, and um, and like, she's really good as well. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. I mean, yep. Give, definitely gives me some good competition because yeah. uh, yeah. uh, you don't want to get beat by the wife yeah. too often. Yeah, <laughs> it's I'm, good for you. Though. I'm not going to say it 
hap- like doesn't happen, but <laughs> you don't want to get beat too often. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. awesome. And she she was making shoot offs before I was, and I heard mm-hmm. all the jokes about it. And yeah. So yes. yeah, <laughs> a couple actually didn't she? It was a couple. Yeah. yeah, she made a few of them, and yeah. I heard all the. Uh, yeah, you know, at least you got somebody to carry you and all that stuff. So I was like, well, I got to fix this and <laughs> figure out how to at least get there. So. And you have, you've made up for it. Yeah, hopefully. Right? Yeah. Well, well, uh, you've, you've held some checks. You've yeah. done well. Yeah. Um. So, well, yeah, we'll get into the pro archery. How long have you been shooting pro, Justin? Um. So my first year as a pro was 2014. Okay. So this is this is my 10th season. Oh, how's that? I know. So you started young, right? Because you've been like 20 years old. 21? See, yeah, I was 21. So, wow. What made you want to dip your toes in the pro? Man, from the time I from the time I started shooting tournaments, I just I knew that's where I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't have any business moving up when I did, (laughs) but (laughs) it actually was it went surprisingly well. Mm -hmm. Like from my rookie year, I was actually competitive quite a bit, and. Like the first shoot, I wasn't as smart as some guys like to win out and like get kicked in. I just jumped in, and mm-hmm. guys were like, "Who's this guy?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they like, and I remember my first, the first time I had ever shot an ASA. Um, it was in the pro class. Um, wait, your first ASA was in the pro the class. First ASA, never shot an ASA before, only IBOs. <laughs> I'm telling you, I had no business going. So, <laughs> so my first ASA, the first day out there. You know, everything's cool. And then I start seeing Levi and Dan and, you know, all these guys I've looked up to for years. I'm like, oh, wow, I'm on I'm on the same course as these guys. This is going to be interesting. Um, and that first day, somehow, I only shot one eight, and it was on a glance out from center 10. And I shot 13 up that weekend. And I think at the time, it got me like 24th place. <laughs> like yep. that's So the courses were a little bit softer at the time than yeah. we have now. But um, yeah, I was competitive a few times that year stayed fairly in the mix and then it kind of went downhill for a few years um but the beginner's luck is always good well it was more like i started learning how to set up my own bows ah. i i literally did what most people do as an amateur like learning how to do everything mm-hmm. i was doing that while shooting pro as while shooting pro to yeah. where it was like middle to bottom of the pack almost all the time and then like oh i had a weekend where i was like top 10 and then back down here mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. i had to learn how to win the hardest way possible i yeah. think i'm a glutton for punishment so sure that's why i do archery <laughs> that's why you're a pro archer well <laughs> watch throwing that p word around <laughs> you you earned it You've, you yeah, pay, you pay for it no it definitely <laughs> pays for it. hey i always tell everybody the difference between a pro and an amateur is about 150 bucks yes <laughs> <laughs> every weekend every weekend every weekend <laughs> yeah absolutely um yeah i just want to give people a very quick like rundown you shoot a martin yeah bow. give me some accessories that you yeah, yeah just uh, go over so, your bow setup uh martin shoot martin bows we obviously just said that uh dead center stabilizers obviously rogue bow strings uh <laughs> true ball releases <laughs> um excel sights uh black eagle arrows boning veins mm-hmm what release are you running? Uh, the True Ball Blade. So okay. the been run that for a release. while. Yeah, since they came out with it, that thing just. I had I ha- was shooting a True Ball release before that that it, um, was kind of getting worn out because I shot it so much, and then I didn't have any more of them. They came out with that blade that year, and it just fit my just worked. so well. Yeah. So I've just never looked back. <laughs> so yeah. that's been my go-to. So very solid. Release. What do you shoot for a rest? Maybe I missed it. Um, it, I I use a. a Pro gotcha. blade, basically gotcha. just a just a standard like freak blade. show yeah like, gotcha. just a standard blade rest so. yeah 
It's hard to beat. Yeah, just something simple that's not going to hopefully doesn't fail on me. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had no unless you, unless you break your blade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we heard, had, we had no one. on a few weeks ago, and his braid his blade was breaking mm-hmm. at Lancaster, yeah. and he replaced it, and he's like. Boom, 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 center, center, center. Yeah. Like he was, he kept his, his arrows kept going lower and it was lower and lower. It's sagging, yeah. And he's like, I kind of keep putting clicks in my sight. And then he's like, he replaced his blade and everything was just like back in the middle. That was a horrible <laughs> boy's rendition of Noah. <laughs> I don't think. Poor Noah. I'm sorry, for, buddy. For the record, Noah, if you're listening, I don't think you sound like that. Zach does. So. <laughs> it's the headphones. I'm sorry. It's just the headphones. Uh, and then, yeah. Talk to us because you are a recent winner of a tournament. So tell us about the IBO win. That you and then made. also, I, I want to mention that you you uh, um, you shoot unknown. Mm-hmm. So like after we talk about your win, let, maybe let's dive into that a little bit too. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Good. Um, so yeah, last weekend was IBO Winter Nationals, which it's basically the first one towards like Shooter of the Year points. So okay. um, that was like I won. I was lucky enough to win Shooter of the Year last year by one point. Um, Shoot. And then, um this year so this was the first one um normally like winter and spring nationals we have maybe 10 guys that show up yeah and this year we had like 16 um i think last year the same tournament we had nine so i don't know apparently there's a resurgence going on so (laughs) which is good but doubling numbers baby yeah so that's good it was it was a good weekend so that's cool Cool. it was cold it was cold where was it at um so it was mount airy north carolina which basically very north on 77 north carolina um yeah friday it rained and was just like overcast dreary yeah well um and then saturday it was supposed to be a lot nicer and we got up got over there it was like mid 30s 20 30 mile an hour winds (laughs) um yeah wasn't ready for that (laughs) but (laughs) yeah so it was pretty much hold on for dear life um saturday i've had a good day and that carried me (laughs) luckily so in the wind yeah in the crappy weather well no the so the friday on the rain day mm-hmm. i shot um a really good round so i shot gotcha. 16 up that first day that's good and then the second day in ibos it's 11 so so you shot um, 16 up now and you shot 13 up i shot years ago so like in one day you beat the score you did a few, like yeah, 10 years ago right? yeah like a few well that was at an asa too so oh okay, different gotcha. yeah there's different. 12s and stuff but yeah, actually, my high score at an IBO before this weekend was 14 up. Yeah. That was when I won Winter Nationals like four years ago. So. Gotcha. Awesome. I kind of blew that one out. So. Good. <laughs> Atta boy. Yeah, but, congrats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. thanks. Yep. So got the W, and that's good. Uh, oh, yeah. And then what well, Matt just said, uh, the known and the unknown thing. Just mm-hmm. what do you shoot? Explain yeah. a little bit for the people. Yeah, so I shoot unknown yardage. Um, that's kind of what the 3D game was built around originally. Mm-hmm. Um, the ASA does offer... They offer classes for everybody. So if you want to shoot known yardage, we want to shoot unknown yardage. They have classes for everybody. Um, a lot of people are coming into the ASA that have never shot it before, shooting known. And then there's guys that have shot known forever that are transitioning over to try unknown. So mm-hmm. it, it's it's good with ASAs that they give you something in both. And right now it seems like a lot of people are finding interest in the unknown side and mm-hmm. you know, kind of whatever anybody wants to do there. So yeah. Does IBO offer anything that's known? It's they, all they unknown. Yeah, they have like at the triple crowns they have this field thing. I don't know exactly how it works. It's like a it's like a like a like a triangle and there's like three targets mm-hmm. and you shoot the target 
that you want to shoot and that's based off of points. It's kind of like golf. Yeah, it's kind of not important. It's different. Yeah, yeah. but like as, as far it's as not important <laughs> as far as actual IBO go with three Ds, yeah. they don't offer anything. So they don't have anything that's no. known. So I think so. Don't show up with a range finder. Yeah, is what you're saying. Like you can show up with a range finder, but you're not going to have it on the course with yeah. <laughs> They will take it. So. <laughs> but. Yes, and your name will be talked about for generations. <laughs> well, <laughs> definitely a, a little bit, at least, for yeah. some people, depending on what class you're in. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember a story a long time ago. A guy took um, those binocular rangefinders, mm -hmm. and he put stickers over all the buttons so people didn't know that they were yeah, rangefinders. Yeah, I, I was just – I don't know what the guy's name was, but there was a guy that – I think it was right when they came out with a pair of binoculars. Yes. Had like nobody knew they were rangefinders. Nobody knew this existed. Yeah, and he won a few tournaments like as a pro doing that in the IBO. I don't know if it's IBO it ASA. I don't know. What, I don't know the whole story for sure, but I know like that happened, and yeah. then yeah, he got like kicked out. <laughs> For eternity, well, uh, yeah. I'd say, I'd say, oh, homeboy was bringing home the checks. Yeah, that's like uh, catching a bunch of walleye and was, putting some fillets and weights <laughs> in them. I was just yeah. gonna say that. Yeah, I don't know how them lead weights got in them fish. Yeah, they must have been eating good, man. <laughs> Stinking Lake Erie, man. I tell you what, they're they, just they're picking up trash. Lead I don't balls, know. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that's good stuff. Um, any other questions for the IBO stuff? How many circuits are there a year? Uh, like for the IBO? Like yeah, how many, many legs? Um, so there's winter and spring nationals, which are like the two early ones that people really go to if they're into shooter of the year, basically, or if they just love IBOs. Um, and then there's the three legs of the triple crown. And of those five first tournaments, you can drop your low score towards shooter of the year, and then Worlds has to count. So there's six total like ibos that gotcha. so who did you beat by one point last year uh, danny evans okay yeah and good shot jack uh jack wallace was right there tight too but then the last day at worlds he had an equipment failure oh, so he oops. uh it was it was gonna be really tight like i actually would pull it out to a lead and then the second day i had like a four target stretch of just bad decisions it, <laughs> was, it wasn't nerves or anything i kind of wish i could say it was but it was just bad decision after bad decision yeah. and it got interesting real quick yeah so, got um, tight yeah it did like what should have kind of been a little bit more calm of a finish it turned into a one point that you i just found wanted out. the pressure didn't you yeah i just <laughs> well got to make it interesting right <laughs> i can't win like that that's yeah. way too easy but like danny and jack are always right there for shooter of the year i yeah. mean they've been like you could probably call them Mr. IBOs for years. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're definitely good, good yardage judges and decision makers <laughs> when it comes to that. So, so what you're saying is the last 10 tar targets, you put your rangefinder away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I knew guys were going to be watching. So I was like, okay, let's slide this back. Yeah. <laughs> he hit it underneath the log that he had. <laughs> yeah. No. But it's funny. Yeah. No, actually, my rangefinder stays at home. Yeah. Just so. <laughs> no, I, 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 would yeah, do, I'm I not, would do the same thing. Yeah. And we're just joking. No, yeah, everybody knows we're joking. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you feel comfortable talking about like how you judge yardage or like don't give away your secrets? Yeah, no, but, like, I mean, there's not really secrets to it. I guess I'm kind of, I'm probably gonna be the worst person to explain this, but so I, I think Dan McCarthy's explained similar too, but it's kind of like. You guys are going to look at me like I have three heads, probably. No, but I we want to <laughs> talk to Noah about how he aims on a target. So, no, you're, no, you're going to be fine. That's, that's valid. I actually heard that. Too. Yeah. <laughs> I can't Go say, ahead. I can't say that mine's us. too different sometimes yeah, than yours, but I we know. won't get into that. Um, so, um, like, basically, I walk up to the target and I kind of get just a gut feeling. Yep. Like, of first how initial far it is. gut. Yeah. yeah. And 
just from years of seeing these targets and everything, like I get that idea. Okay. Based on size. Yeah. Let's if it's a deer, okay. It looks like it might be forty three. But a lot of judging is figuring out what it's not. So it's like, mm. okay, I feel like it might be forty three. Could it be forty five? Could it be forty? You know, and, and you kind of narrow it down, like, okay, what I'm what I'm seeing and like tendencies on the targets too, like deer is a bad example okay like a wolverine i typically underjudge a wolverine so if i walk up and i say looks like 43 probably 45 you know that's because gonna, of the small yeah how small it is so that's kind of going to be like where i start and then i might i'll if the ground's there i'll use the ground like i'll try to find a 20 30 40 yeah. like kind of use the ground as a second reference um just to see if i'm like way off because Mm -hmm. the ground isn't as reliable for me so sure i'll use that as a second reference and if it's like way different i might split the difference a little bit but kind of yeah i don't know (laughs) do you uh do you do the listening of the arrow and impact yeah if like because you guys can't shoot more than what 290 yeah so asas we can shoot um it's 290 but you have like a percentage variance so most guys are like 93 ish somewhere in there and then ibo's it's 300 again with a variance so most guys are like 302 somewhere in there um but we do um you know we'll like tell at the beginning of the day like hey i'm shooting you know 302 and i'm shooting two so you guys are honest with each other yeah so we do they might not have been in the past but it's changed a lot where we're because I've heard I've heard stories about pros like yeah. lying about their speed of their bow, and then like somebody will go up and be like, "Man, that listening to the arrow, yeah. they'll be like, man, that I." Then they and then they miss the target or they shoot an eight or something like that. You know, back in the day, that was a lot more. I was actually talking to Levi about that like last year at one of the tournaments. It's like, man, the culture's changed a lot out here, hasn't it? Over the last like ten, people just being more honest. Yeah, like everybody's pulling for you. Like, like if you have a good day, everybody's happy for you. Like it used to be like, you know, but like everybody. So you know, everybody's honest. We kind of that's good to hear. Yeah, I like that. Well, I think it's because on social media, there's no secrets anymore. Like you're you're. But you got a good point there. I mean, back in the day, you had a secret. You not necessarily think everybody knew it. Nowadays, like if somebody has a good idea, they're gonna put it online, right? And you already know what it is. So it's like there's no more secrets technically. So it's like, what's the point of trying to and 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 to piggyback off what you're saying? Think about your old man. If you ask him a hunting secret, Mm -hmm. or like, hey, dad, like you know, or grandpa, what what did you do? Like. Well, son, I'm gonna tell you, but don't tell anybody right. else. And it's like nowadays we're making podcasts yeah, on right. like how to better yourself in the hunting yeah, industry. Inform- information is just everywhere yeah, now that yeah. you can you can find anything you want. So, yep. um, but yeah, to to answer your question, yeah, we definitely like unless you're leading the target, which then you don't have anything to go off of. Yeah. But like if you're not leading it, you're listening, you're watching the arc of the arrow, and you know sometimes you might think. You know, 43 yards might be your guess. And then, oh, that took way too long to get there from yeah. him shooting it. So maybe I need to relook at this. <laughs> so, Add a couple yards to yeah. it or something. Yep. Is there a time limit when you walk up to yeah. shoot? Yeah. So IBOs. Oh, you, is there? Yeah. I, IBOs, everybody has two minutes. There's not really like an official clock. I didn't know that. Well, it's probably self regulated. Yeah. Sure. But like, so ASA is the first guy has two minutes and then it's a minute after that. Mm. And there is a range official on the range all the time. Gotcha. And if like, they don't really say anything, but like if a group's holding everybody up, then all of a sudden you see the range official standing back there mm, with a gotcha, with a timer, and gotcha. like if somebody goes over, he's like, "Hey, that's your warning." Like <laughs> he goes, "It's too long." The, the <laughs> next, <laughs> so what do you do? Do you do you lose that arrow, or what is it? The first time he'll just say something like, "Hey, that was your warning." Now if it happens again, I'm 
I'd have to read up on the rules for sure. I think it's like a five point deduction or gotcha. something like that. I'd have to I'd have to look at that to be yeah for that's sure. Not but in yeah. concrete. But it's it's never it's that, not an issue really that I'm aware of. It's never happened where somebody's really timed out that. You know, there's been like warnings, like yeah. they've even told me before. I'm like, really me? Because I'm normally fast. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. like, yeah, you were like five seconds over. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll speed it up. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of ins and outs in that. Yeah. What is your max yardage in IBO? Um, so it's supposed to be 50. So ASA does a really good job at keeping it within that <laughs> normally. Because I know it's like plus or five or plus or minus like five yards, right? Yeah. For like IBO. IBOs, um, it depends on who sets the course. Like when we go to, uh, pipe stem for the first leg it's always i think the farthest one we shot is like 51 yards gotcha. but like there's there's other properties we go to that if you walk up on one and it looks like it's 54 shoot you, it you for, better shoot it for 54 <laughs> <laughs> i promise because if so, you shoot it for 50 you're probably missing the target yeah and we've we've had some like we shot an elk it's been several years ago now but i was a blast on it and everybody like there was a lot of arrows like low in the 10 and everybody that come, came up you know they were cranking their sight more and more and i set my sight for like 55 and a half i think Ooh. and i drew back and i'm like that ain't gonna get there <laughs> and I, I actually held like above the 11 and hit the bottom of the 11 so oh no joke it had, it had to be like 57 <laughs> something like that so <laughs> see but that would make me so frustrated you know like nothing to bash against ibo yeah. but like if you're you got a bow set up right you yeah. know like if there's a max yardage, yeah. excuse me, I hit your mic again. Second time. You should, <laughs> you shouldn't go over that yeah. yardage, in my opinion. Yeah, it makes it. If they're doing that, it definitely takes something away from the game. Yeah, like yeah. if you have a max yardage, follow it. But there, there was a time, there was a tournament. I think this was before my time where they they set it. Um, and the rangefinder was on meters accidentally, so they actually, oh. so they actually, they, they were actually thought they were following the rules, yeah. <laughs> but it was, uh -uh. <laughs> so this was recently. No, this was. I think this was before my time. Oh, I've heard guys sorry, talking about sorry. That. I, yeah, but yeah, I've heard like the pros will talk about some of the courses that they used to shoot like back in the day, and it was like. It was nothing to see a turkey at like sixty yards, or, or, or like <laughs> could a, you imagine, or like a gator at like fifty nine, fifty eight yards. I'm just like, oh, you, I'm glad you guys had fun with and that. For, <laughs> for for anybody that's not familiar with like a turkey IBO scoring ring, it, you're talking like what the something the size of your fist, yeah, <laughs> the ten ring, yeah, yeah. the ten ring, the yeah. eleven ring is, yeah, the ten rings realistically about that big. Yeah. So. And the 11's like a penny? <laughs> yeah, it's like about like that. Yeah. <laughs> so. At 60 yards? <laughs> yeah. Is it still that way? No. Okay, no. they've changed no, it, No, right? like even when I was shooting open, so I shot MBO um, as an amateur in 2012 and 2013. Mm -hmm. Those courses were more, like we had a lot more past max targets. Like I remember a set of 10 targets that our shortest target was 47 yards. <laughs> Holy cow. And then yeah. it went 47 out to like 55. Yeah. And it was, there was people that, like that was their first IBO. They sh go out to shoot ten targets. They come back with no arrows, and they're like, "I'm done. I'm not. I'm not doing this anymore." It's like I don't blame you. I don't be you, dude. Hundred <laughs> percent. I cannot judge to save my life. But it's not near like that now, especially yeah. like the amateur ranges. They keep them more, you know. And like MBO is a forty-five yard max class. Now. Yeah. And then they have they have BBO now too. So that's a forty-yard max class. Like they actually have stepping stones, and they. Yeah. They make it a lot more shooter friendly now than they used to. So. Yeah, yep. Yep. Cool. Well, that's uh, Justin's stick on the IBO and the unknown game, and it's uh, <laughs> it's definitely. What am I trying to say here? It's not for everybody, but 
it is fun. I would know? like to say, like, if you're if you are a big hunter and you want yes. some practice, go to there's local shoots all the time that do yeah. IBO stuff. Like, go in there. You'll have a stake that you shoot at. You know, normally it's like color coordinated. So you'll probably shoot like the yellow stake or whatever, and like you might have a max of like forty five yards. Take your hunting bow. Yeah. Take your arrows. Go have fun. Leave the rangefinder and just have fun. You know. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And most of the clubs anymore, like. They might even do a money shoot with rain, like known yardage. Yeah. And like, you know, if you if you're scared to go out and judge, go out and like judge the targets and then range it and shoot it. Yes. Like, yeah. you know, just see how close you are because you might you'll probably do a lot better than you think. Yeah. yeah. And I always tell people, you know, if you're scared about shooting unknown, the biggest thing is still your shot because if you make a strong shot, it's going to correct a lot of that problems like a lot of people they might underjudge it by yard but then they then they dip bang they dip bang <laughs> like to that turned into seven yards yeah that turn, <laughs> then, then they're looking at their bow like man i misjudged that by six yards no you didn't i watched i watched <laughs> but, <laughs> i watched your stabilizer go boop yeah. and then you shot so, yeah no it's uh it, it's like like you guys said it's not for everybody but it's it's definitely a little to me it's a more fun archery game mm-hmm. it's not just stand there trying to hit the same spot over and over sure it's actually it's more like golf because every Mm -hmm. every every shot's different every course is different yeah it's complete terrain every once you shoot that one it's done you're moving on to the next one's completely different footing's bad you know it's It's, fun it's good practice and you know it's just something fun to do and so (laughs) off the record (laughs) do you like asa or ibo better is it the same they both have their things that I that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, IBOs, you get an aim center ten. So yeah, that's you're, true. You're shooting at the eleven in the middle of the ten. That ASAs, you're trying to aiming hit, off. Yeah, you're, you're trying to hit the twelves that are kind of on the edges. Um, but are you aiming off or are you taking yardage off at an ASA shoot? So actually, a couple of years ago, I started calling uppers, mm. and then what I'll do because I found that especially shooting with no lens, which we were talking about before we, we started. We should talk about that again, but yeah, <laughs> but, anyways. Um, like I noticed if I was aiming at the 12, especially the lower 12, I would actually wind up drifting low peaking and, peaking not, and not realizing it. So I just, I'm comfortable aiming at the middle of the 10. So mm-hmm. I w- I'll aim at the middle and I'll try to, if anything, I typically will underjudge. Yeah. So I just try to pad it a little bit and get it to rise, which it's not going to rise that fast. And it's a safer game for me. And I hit yeah. more 12s that way. So, so you actually do aim center 10 on an ASA face. Yeah. Like I'll, um, what I'll do, because like the 12s are kind of yep. either left or right, depending on which way the target's facing. I'll aim at like the right side of the 11. Like where depending on what is. side. The, yeah. yeah. And, it, and if it's a target where I'm just trying to get a 10, I'll just aim at the middle of the 10 and if I happen to hit it, I'll hit it. But so I actually have a question. I know we're getting kind of deep in this podcast, but what talk about like what makes you walk up to a target and be like, I'm going to destroy this 11 <laughs> or tell me about like, I'm going to shoot this target safe. Like what do you, what's going through your head? Course management. Yeah. A lot of it, I'm still trying to learn, <laughs> but um, a lot of it, you know, it, it depends on the day too. Like if you're having a day where, I'm just not seeing numbers right now. Mm-hmm. Survive, like stay. You're talking about ju- judge judging. Yeah, yeah, like like okay. The first day at Winter Nationals this last weekend, I shot 16 up. Mm-hmm. I was just walking to the targets. That's how far it is, and it was boom. And it was yeah. confident. It's just firing really strong shots, and they were just hitting. And then there might be a day where it's like, oh man, I'm like, I shot a few eights already. It's like, let's just get in the ten ring. Let's get my build bearings. some confidence. Yeah, let's just try to like survive and not throw away too many points and move on to the next day or whatever so it depends on where you're at in the tournament too because if that's like day two and you're struggling 
and you're already behind, you might have to hit some 12s or you're just gone anyway. So so you would say it's just based completely off of confidence in your in your numbers. Yeah. And, the, and some targets, like if you have a target you're really comfortable with, you walk up there and it's like, I know this target. Like I hit this yeah. thing every time, you know, you might. The one you have in your backyard. Yeah. You might have confidence. It might be false confidence, but you might have confidence <laughs> in it to where you're at least going to break a stronger shot and it might even you know, catch, yeah. yeah, it might still catch even if you're a couple yards off. Yeah, so cool. No, I like that. I would love to get into the 3D game, but Cromer won't let me. <laughs> <laughs> There's not enough weekends in the I've year. Been, I've been trying to get Cromer to get into the 3D game for years. Listen, <laughs> so when Cromer and I actually did like a small little like Ohio circuit, mm-hmm. dude, we destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we did. And you were shooting skinny arrows. I was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we, made, when we, we shoot up, you shoot. We. Sh- I shot what the fr- at, at Ashland. What did I shoot up? Forty. Forty three. This ASA to, scoring, and then yeah. you shot like uh, I don't know, right behind you. Forty. Something like I, that. I think he was just rubbing in that he beat you. Yeah. Is what no. That was. Well, he beat me the next <laughs> week. Like we were always back and forth, but man, like I. I kind of fell in love with it a little bit, but well, I was trying to get when OPA was still a thing. I actually loved OPA. Oh, me like, too. Yeah, because you got second one year, right? Third, third. But gotcha. I, I loved OPA from the time they announced the idea, mm-hmm. and like, what happened to that? It, the venue turned into like a money thing. So basically, can you explain OPA real quick before I, you get into that? I, I don't know, <laughs> Levi. If I'm not supposed to say this, I'm sorry, but you know. So basically, clip um, it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's from the sounds of it, they leased it to the guy in Wisconsin, gotcha. and then he basically he was supposed to have it for like two years, and he ran it into the ground pretty much, yeah. lit it on fire. That's I, what I heard. I don't know. I was actually going to ask Levi if they're going to bring it back, but I don't know for sure what's going on with that. Um, gosh, I like I love that tournament. Dude, me too. Like I feel like Zach over here would have loved that tournament too. Yeah, we, I did. We did some stuff. We did some stuff. stuff. PA I got my butt kicked. But oh, yeah. yeah, I forgot Possum Hollow. Yeah, they that. did a yeah. pretty decent job at it too. Yeah, I got my butt kicked. But so anyways, for anybody that doesn't understand what OPA is, they it's a 3D target, but like you have your scoring rings, but they color in like a 12, and they'll color in like the 14. And then you know that's what you're aiming at. Yeah, and the 14 is so, always in play to shoot. And there's no, there's no like questioning where the ring is because like that's the biggest thing in 3D, right? Is like you don't know where to aim. Well, now Technic- you know where to aim. Technically, you should, but most of the time when they're 55, 60 yards <laughs> you can't away, see them. and your pin covers the whole 10 ring, it doesn't matter if they colored well, in the 12 ring. And like OPA, so they were they had the colored rings, mm-hmm. and then it was all known yardage, but they yep. did it out to like 80 yards. Yes. Yep. And the last year they did it, it was out to 100. <laughs> um, but yeah. but like when they had it at Seven Springs, it was awesome because it was like steep up and down shots. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was technical. That's I mean, fun. Normally, like. It's, it was definitely a course where, like, you would expect, like, your high-end field shooters like Jesse or somebody like that to come out there and win, mm-hmm. which they typically did. So Yeah, that's true. They And most guys, guys run skinny arrows during OPA. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you didn't, you were getting blown yeah. all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, OPA was a good memory, wasn't yep. it? It's gone yeah. now. <laughs> Seems like it's, it may come back. It may come back. I, I hope they bring it back. I was hoping they were going to do, like, a triple crown of them or something because I... I actually really enjoyed that one. As much as I love judging yardage, that felt like a unknown known yardage shoot because yeah. it was so difficult. You should talk about your safari stuff now. Yeah, we're doing not not the same same but not the same. It's we're doing a safari shoot. Triple um, crown. Triple crown. And we're going to three different venues and it's 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 like reading it's basically like reading on field faces. But it's 
the kind of the same, Orange, orange the same dot. concept. Are There's they, orange dots. Are they all like the bales with like the paper faces? Is yes. That yeah. It's okay. the spot hog target. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, we're doing a triple crown this year. Mm-hmm. It's like you said, it's like everybody talks about it, but nobody actually does it. Right. So we finally, we had a guy, he, he kind of led the way, his name is Bill. And uh, he's like, let's do it. And I'm like, all right. So I got on board and I'm helping run it. But yeah, it's going to be a triple crown. Yeah. That known yardage. Uh, it's like a field reading mixture. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if anybody. A lot of guys out it, west do that, yeah. you know, for. Yeah, yeah. That's what do they call that actually? Like safari. They actually style. call it a safari. Yeah, like, yeah. I, like that style, I've done that a couple times with like mm-hmm. the, the state one here. And I really enjoyed that too. Yeah. Um, it's definitely different because you, for me, it's different because you have this big orange dot that you at. But it, yes. it definitely. I don't know. It's something. It's for it's everybody. Different. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, but it's it's a really cool. You cool shot shoot. those, right, Jerry? Yeah. yeah. Kev, is this like what Ashland puts yes. on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The trail shoot. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Very similar you to shoot that. Like okay. two yep. arrows a target. Yep. And yep. All that stuff yeah. so. with a big orange dot. It's fun. So this, what was the other one you guys were just talking about with the twelve and the fourteen? OPA. Is it? The same type of thing, just a smaller very, dot. Very small. Very yeah. Small. Yes. Like your, every ring that's colored it's, is the same size. It's yeah. more like ASA targets, but like with the. 12 and 14 just colored yeah so like they take paint and color you're you're still talking like probably a 50 cent piece size 12 ring but it might be out at 80 yards okay so you're really strategizing because you'd like like that jerry because it's like in the corner you know because the 12's like in the yes offset a little bit so you're you're really having to strategize like oh it's windy here maybe i should just take a 10 and move on aim center 10 and then like you know if you get behind you might have to go well I need to throw the 14 Got down on this and yeah. Yeah. So. at 80 yards. <laughs> I shot a deer at, uh, I'm, I'm living the glory. Congratulations, <laughs> man. No, listen, listen. I'm, I'm still surprised I did. Matt was there. I've got no video. Oh, actually, I saw this. Did you yeah, see that? I saw that video. And I dropped, I was like. 73 yards, right? Yeah, it was 73 yards. Yeah. And we were, I was in like third or fourth place. And I was like, if I don't hit this 14 in a 73 yard bedded deer, I'm just going to get third place and whatever. So I take my card. Nobody's paying attention to me. And I take I my seen 14. It. I seen Thanks, it. Thanks, Matt. Matt was paying attention. <laughs> because I thought you were an idiot. And I'm like, <laughs> because Rocky, Rocky Cummins was in first place. And, and like I was in second and you were in third. Third, yeah, and I, you were on that seventy-three yard deer, and you threw down your fourteen. I'm like, well, I'm just gonna shoot center ten and get second place, baby. <laughs> and then you smoked. Then I smoked that fourteen, so, that colored fourteen. So had you already shot, and now you were kind of so hosed? yeah. So like, um, he threw down his fourteen, mm-hmm. and I was like, he's not hitting that. <laughs> so I, I drew the confidence from <laughs> yeah, right, right yeah, there. Yeah. I drew back, and like, I think I centered it. You know, just mm-hmm. a safe shot. Yeah, and like, I was like, I'll, I'll take second. Like, I'm okay with that. And then all of a sudden, Cromer just starts squealing. <laughs> like, well, I guess I'll take third. Never I'm like, mind. well, I just got third place. <laughs> oh, man. That was good. Oh, so you you, in hindsight, you probably should have at least watched and seen what he did. I know. <laughs> I, I didn't have the confidence. <laughs> yeah, you weren't shooting the 14 regardless. Dude, like, seriously, he hit like a 50 cent piece at 73 yards. I'm yeah. like, there's no way he's hitting this mm-hmm. thing. He smoked it. And then what was that? Uh, Brian, right, yeah. was behind you, and he was like, you got it. Well, I mean, Zach knocks when he walks, man. That's yeah. all <laughs> Heisenberg. <laughs> I'm the one who knocks. <laughs> yeah, I still can't believe you hit that shot. I can't either. I still relive that glory day every once in a while. Glory Dude, days. that was a rough course. Water everywhere, mosquitoes. That's oh. another podcast. <laughs> we that got a lot more We podcasts. got like 10 of them <laughs> <in> this one. <laughs> we could talk about that for an hour, but yeah. No, that's good stuff. <laughs> I love I love the Reading stuff. I'm 
I love it. You love Justin. I love it. I have a random question. All right. If you ahead. love Reading, why don't you go to Reading? I'm poor. <laughs> well, okay. There's also that. <laughs> that is a problem on this side of the country. No, for it's just like, it's, I mean, I would love to go It'd to Reading. Like, we've talked about it like so much. 12 to $1,500 to go. I, right. I just can't see getting out there and back without like spending 1500 bucks. Yeah. E- easily yeah. $1,500. And that's, that's honestly the reason I've never went to it. Like, Especially after after OPA, the year I shot really well, it's mm-hmm. like, man, I should go to Reading. Yeah. But then it's like, man, I don't know that I want to go to Reading <laughs> that drop, bad. You <laughs> ever, I'm going to drop two grand. Have you ever gone to the Indiana Bass and Bucks shoot? No. And the bad thing is that's actually close to my in-law's house. Well, I say close, but it's like a couple hours. You should still, do but, that. But like that one, it normally falls on a, like an IBO weekend yeah, or something like that. Yeah, it typically does. So it's like... I've I've looked into going like I've wanted to go to that the last few years and it's like normally like the weekend of one of the IBOs or like the weekend right before and it's like yeah, I should I really it. practice for yeah. my thing because so. you have to, you have a separate bow for the skinny arrows right I don't have anything right now you so, should like, I in used, the past you I, have I used to in the past yeah. and I actually had full <laughs> intentions of setting up a different bow yeah, I think you promised me last year you were going to shoot yeah, some field with me I, and... I told you I would but then <laughs> you see some things happen with yeah. setups and yeah. yeah I don't have anything currently so <laughs> you just love them foam deer don't you yeah I mean you're just, uh, hey you're good at it though you know are. like naturally you're going to shoot what you're good at yeah and and that's that's why it's it's weird for me because like normally it's like indoors or something got people into it like i was shooting unknown 3d stuff like i i'd been to ibo worlds with a hunting bow on a 45 yard course before i even knew indoors existed <laughs> like yeah, yeah. The, the first time um i found out there was a league close by and it's like oh cool i'll go shoot that i would the the range is upstairs i fully expected there to be like 3d targets scattered in there <laughs> i walk up there and it's like paper okay paper. they're shooting at paper faces <laughs> and like steve hunt like, yeah um he was i met him at like one of the ibos and we had talked quite a bit throughout the year and he was there and i was like so how does this work like it's all just 20 <laughs> yards yeah um and he explained like the scoring i was like so basically you just got to stay in the white at 20 yards yeah, yeah. oh okay <laughs> then, okay yeah this is different all yeah. right <laughs> yeah and then okay. I, and then I'm going to leave now. <laughs> and then I figured out it was, you know, a little bit mentally harder Dude. than what I thought. But yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like, easy once. I think the struggle with indoors is like everybody thinks, oh, it's 20 yards. Mm-hmm. And like, and honestly, you should be able to hit that every time. Yeah. But it's the consistency yeah. thing. Like do it 30 times under pressure, do it 60 times under yeah. pressure. Then well, your your mind's going to just fold. It's, it's so easy. It's hard. Because yes. Because like you, your, get brain, lazy. your brain makes it hard. And then all of a sudden you get in a groove where you just like, huh, what am I going to have for something? <laughs> <sighs> oh, that sucks. <laughs> now I'm out of the tournament. And that's yeah. the other thing. Like in outdoors, you can make up yes. points. Yes. If you miss once inside, you might as well pack your bow up. Well, like for real. And that's why like 3D archery, unknown 3D the archer got started because people got tired of not being able to miss yeah and i think that's why the transition's kind of moving back towards unknown right now because the guys moved to the known at asas dude and then you gotta shoot 60 up to even yeah. compete yeah and like the it's scores like, what which yeah i figured that was going to happen when they started yep. known pro if they're going to do that they need to make it farther at least or something i agree with I, that i agree but like something has to change yeah it's getting too easy for them but like that's why a lot of those guys are coming back because they're like this is more of a game over here like i can I can shoot tens and strategize. I can, yeah, I can strategize. Yeah. It's not like I have to go at every twelve. And yep. if I take a kick out, it's like, oh, there's my weekend. So, <laughs> and you have to go for every twelve. Yeah, you pretty much know. have to. And yeah, um, I mean, like we were days. we were talking about this. You know, granted, Cromer and I would get in this rabbit hole for hours, but <laughs> right. Chad, Rada, mm-hmm. and us were talking 
look at the scores from an ASA five years ago. Oh yeah, and then look at the scores now. What the they've ba- like double. The, the bad thing is like when they started that class, I was like, I give it five years, and a lot of those guys will come back, and and everybody's like, why do you say that? I'm like, let these pros these spot pros i've never shot 3ds as soon as it's going to take them a few years but once they figure out those targets yeah where to aim the scores are going to be nuts and that's that's what What jimmy shoot at the last 60 up right 60 or 62 i think yeah 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 was he the first one to break 60 up yeah kyle douglas shot 58 last year i think (laughs) and i'm not saying that it's easy but i'm actually surprised it didn't happen sooner i would agree because like when that started i was like dude once those guys figured out it's going to be 50 mid 50s yeah. every time to make the cut and, it is. and that's what it is that's what yeah. it's happening now it's yeah. like it's nuts if you don't shoot <laughs> 55 or 56 or something you're, you're not even in it you yeah. know yeah and then like our class you don't know what it could be like there's been weekends where you get done and six up made the cut just because of the toughness yeah, of like it course, might be yeah. a tough course tough weather you know yeah. something like that like six ups made it before and then you know another weekend you get done and it's like 26 up i mean you don't know really what it's going to be but you know, some guys, a lot of guys struggle that weekend. That yeah. Just kind of, it. I don't know. It's it's different, at least. Yeah. <laughs> so. no, no. Cool. Well, we're after an hour, so let's finish this up so, <laughs> Jay, so Jerry doesn't have to edit for 17 days. <laughs> I already saw him over there looking he's at his like, clock. He's like, man, we got to edit this. Yeah, I kind of feel bad for him. I feel like nah. he's just sitting over here like. Listen, you know how many times I'm doing that, listening to hunting podcasts? <laughs> Love them, but I don't, I'm not hunting as much as I'm target shooting. Anyways. On that note, let's finish up on the hunting. Uh, you're hunting every single year. Mm-hmm. If we look at your Instagram, we creep on you. Uh, <laughs> you usually have a 140-inch, 140-inch buck in your hands about October 15th. So <laughs> tell us how you do that. You're about a month early. Mm. But <laughs> no, like I, I think I kind of touched on that earlier. But like hunting for me, I've always loved hunting. I still like even through the whole year, I'm daydreaming about hunting like everybody mm-hmm. else does. But like that's my get away that's my reset like that's my that's my get recentered on god and like unwind just enjoy being in the woods time like and if i took it as serious as most people did like running trail cameras food plots blah 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 all that you name it like i i I already know my personality and i would hard i would start to not like hunting it would feel more like a chore yeah um so been there and that's kind of where like (laughs) i'm a glutton for punishment i like to do things the hard way so i'm been getting more and more into hunting with a stick bow and uh (laughs) so yeah it's a it's interesting i'm a whole lot different um than a lot of hunters but like my preparation for hunting season looks like um, pulling my hair out because I didn't hit the exact hole on the target with my broadhead <laughs> that I wanted to, and I'm trying to tune my bow and everything, and I get frustrated in that time, but then season starts, I can sit there and go, okay, if I get an opportunity, I'm going to hit the hair I'm aiming at. <laughs> so yeah. that's mm-hmm. that's my preparation for hunting. So Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm fortunate to have um, a couple of family properties um, that – you know, I'm able to hunt on and that's cool. Know the properties <laughs> like the back of my hand, know that's what nice. the deer do on them. And, you know, but I also go in there when I shouldn't on bad winds and, <laughs> <laughs> and blow the deer out. I but <laughs> I just want to sit in the stand. Right. I just want to be in the woods. Yeah. So. There's nothing wrong with that. No, not yeah. at all. So, well, do you want to fi- ask the final Yeah, question? let's wrap up the question. Well, do you want to drop your personal stuff, Instagram or um, anything? Yeah. So, Justin Martin, um, 
that's my personal page. I have an archery page on Facebook as well because I kind of capped out on friends. Um, Justin Martin. Dash He's archery. popular. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't know about that, but so, <laughs> that's I, quite the flex. I, I, I always. I ran out of room for friends. <laughs> I always said I wasn't going to be the guy with an archery page. Oh and then, yeah, and then it happened. So we are. Justin Martin archery is my archery page, and then uh, <laughs> Justin Justin Martin on uh, Instagram. I think yeah. it's like Justin. He's almost maxed out on friends on Instagram too. So yeah. just get in while you so can. Get in quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But oh shoot, that's good. That's cool. So our final question is: What have you learned in hunting that you can apply to everyday life? So this one, I have listened to several of your guys' podcasts. Everybody says patience. It seems like yeah, uh, patience or persistence. Um, I'm damn. I lost the word. I was thinking does about it start with a P. No, it does okay. not. Okay. You take your time. Yeah, we can, we okay. can edit this. I was gonna yeah. say you might have to edit some of that out, but uh, I'm gonna say resiliency and. Um, adaptability so like and that works with everything especially archery like yeah. for me i really relate with that with archery but hunting too uh, but every everything in life i mean you know you start stacking up failures um are you gonna lay down in this pit of failures and you stack them all up on top of you and all of a sudden you're under this mountain of failures or you know do you get yourself up dust off look at them and go okay I can make something out of this, you know, and put this one here, put this one here. And next thing you know, you have a staircase of failures that you can climb out of that pit in and get to success. So I like that. So, yeah. Yeah. I but like that. you have to have the adaptability and the resiliency to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And that works with everything. So, right. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, I like that a lot. And like kind of cap that it's like with the, with the target archery side of it, it's like, if you don't have that mindset, you there's about five or six guys in all the classes that are just always on top Mm -hmm. and if you don't have that mindset of Mm -hmm. of of okay i didn't make it this weekend but i'm not going to give up you're just going to give up because those guys are all you're always fighting and you're in the mix too but you're always fighting with about 10 guys and if you just give up after two years of not making the podium yeah good luck well, yeah. and i i used to and i catch myself still like if i make a mistake like shoot a five or mm-hmm. shoot an eight it would like ruin there it. was something yep. in my head where i would go down this track of like you know just feeling bad for myself mm-hmm. and like foley was a great example of that like i blanked a target the first day in foley i mean i overjudged it by a half a mile because it was a <laughs> bad lead but whatever <laughs> so and i kind of stood over there and i just you know okay you know we got a long ways to go mm-hmm. and by the end of the first day i think i was two down with that blank and i was still in the mix still in the mix, i mean it was yeah. going to take a yeah. big day but i was still in the mix where in the past i probably would have almost given up after that one so sure. mm-hmm. um i would have 100 yeah, percent. i mean <laughs> i'm just gonna be honest yeah. Matt, i need you to remember the story in about two days when you, when you miss an x on the five spot i want you to wow. picture justin martin look at the confidence he has too i mean he, he knows you're we, gonna miss is what he's saying oh i'm, I'm gonna miss we, we've already had this conversation monday I night i can't go in there with high expectations <laughs> see i'm like that one i i wish like vegas and indoor national they would do like the hunger games like whenever somebody misses they like have the tribute video going and like <laughs> and, and like you can just leave like you're done <laughs> like you, you, if you miss your first arrow you're done get off the line the, go reason, the reason i laugh so hard is i just watched all four hunger games on netflix <laughs> so that's why i laugh so hard because it is very funny so <laughs> the first music play after the end is over yeah <laughs> and it's like every every it's picture is yeah. going across and they have the music and like the little cannon shots for everybody yes, and you're it, it, <laughs> like where you live is underneath of it so like justin martin 
Where do you live at? Killbuck, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Plays the music and just keeps going. Yep. That, dude, actually, that would be... Dude, that's you know so how fun <laughs> you know, an indoor tournament would be oh, yeah. if that was the case? And, and we were, like, the pros, we were all talking about that the second day at Indoor Nationals last year, at least those of us that missed. It's like, you know... This tournament would actually be kind of nice. It would suck too to travel that far and everything, but it'd be nice if like you miss on the first day, just go home, like yeah. right then, pack your stuff up, leave, yeah. you're done. <laughs> Maybe you could get like some money back. Like yeah. you missed, and like here's fifty bucks, get out of here. Okay, the end of the first day, everybody missed. We'll do a shoot off for some of your money. Yeah, back, and then, there you go. And then you can go home. <laughs> so. Everybody throws them five bucks in the pot, and the winner takes that home. Yeah, yeah. see, we now, now that. we're getting somewhere. Some sides, some <laughs> oh side, side games. Yeah, but. Oh, all right. that was I love fun. It. Yeah, we need to wrap this up, <laughs> yeah, old <we> Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, well, thanks for coming on, talking yeah. about rogue bowstrings um, and yourself about yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. A lot of fun, and uh, I mean, anytime you guys want to be bored by me again, just let dude. Me know, I so. would love. I had so much fun on this podcast. Yeah. I would love to have another conversation. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I know where to find you guys now. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Next Wednesday, Justin's just marketing, <laughs> knocking on the door. Hello. What's for dinner? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Milo. <laughs> What's she do all day? Gosh. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Kevin, send us home, yeah. baby. All right. It doesn't matter what you've done in the past. You can always be born again, and born again is out. Peace.